It's the Chunk and Tony Show It's the awesome Chunk and Tony Show It's the Chunk and Tony Show It's called Afternoon Gap Is that right? It's the Chunk and Tony Show It's the awesome Chunk and Tony Show It's the Chunk and Tony Show It's called Afternoon Gap Oh yeah! Hello and welcome to the 41st episode of Afternoon Yap. I'm Chunk the Punk, and with me today is my co-host and author of the book, That Thing, the sequel to It, and the prequel to Say What? It's my good pal, Tony. Tony, good to see you, buddy. How good you been? Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? I was trying to think of something clever and just totally blanked. Oh, that's fine. And it, uh, with us today is our good pal, Jesse. Jesse, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am very happy to be talking here. You finally. sound happy. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I believe we've, it. We've been waiting here a little while. We got uh, we're a couple hours behind schedule due Production to technical difficulties. It's been about four hours yep. coming. So. It is actually four in the morning on a Monday. <laughs> right. Everyone wants to go to bed. On today's episode, we're going to cover the news of the week, Mario Tennis for the N64, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle for the Nintendo Switch, and finally close review of the new movie, It. Tony! Yeah! We are drinking your favorite beverage of all time. Release the Deece, baby! Deecerono. Yeah. And the only reason that I bought this beverage for you was we went over to Jesse's house for the first Ohio State game, yep. and he had a bottle, and we saw that bottle, and we promptly drank all of his Deecerono. And you felt so good. And we were thinking to ourselves the entire time, Deecerono, they, they don't have a good tagline they don't have a good motto they're look at the bottle you know, here do you know what their uh their slogan is the world's favorite italian liquor oh uh, that's okay that's not what i saw when i googled it okay. i kept on seeing taste the seduction Ooh, that like that too like something that you would say i say i said that <laughs> earlier this morning at work yeah uh, and weird. the whole time we were drinking it you're like this is such a unique beverage it mm-hmm. needs something a little bit better than taste, taste the, the seduction, seduction. So Disarono Original, for the, those people out there that don't know what it is, it's an Amaretto-flavored mm. liqueur with mm. a characteristic almond taste mm. that's made in Italy. Amaretto? Barely <laughs> newer. <laughs> I don't know if that works. So, but I take everybody take a, a quick sip real quick. Release the Deece. Woo! Actually, it's actually, mm. that's oh. quite good now that there's some ice on it. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I might pick a fight with my dad right now. Okay. DeSerono. Oh, is this, is this the new, t- new tagline? slogan. Okay. No, thanks. I'd rather have anything else to drink. DeSerono. Mm. I think we should build that wall. DeSerono. I can get on board with that. <laughs> Dude, you weren't supposed to drink it that fast. That... A lot of these are actually ones that came out. Okay. De Serono. Because we were we were drinking this beverage, and the next thing I knew, I looked over at my buddy Chris, and I said, you're not supposed to drink it that fast. And he goes, De Serono. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe, uh, is that a melted popsicle? Tastes like it. De Serono. It's, it's a tough but fair beverage, but mostly tough. De Serono. Uh, by the way, we have 355 of these. Uh, it says the main ingredients are high fructose corn syrup and ether. Deserono. Um, I get to drive now. Pass me the candy booze. Deserono. When you have to close one eye in order to see straight enough to send a text. That's your good pal, Deserono. Don't send that text, by the way. If you have to close one eye... Because you can't focus on your phone. Yeah. Because it's all it's all moving over. And the, the other one's on the road. And the other one's on the road. Right. DeSerono. Somebody <laughs> passed me that candy booze. DeSerono. Okay. I bet you can't just drink half the bottle. DeSerono. We did. We did. I actually bought 
Jesse a new bottle because I was like, look. That was well, I hope of- you can drink more than yeah. just uh, half a bottle because the Deese, God love it. This stuff's it's, expensive. It's I mean, twenty-eight percent alcohol. But it's though. twenty-five bucks for just a regular standard oh, bottle. Oh, listen, price is no object when it comes to Deeserono. Honey, why aren't the dishes done? I believe we've talked about this. Deeserono. Deeserono. See, now it's getting a little, little blue. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it never to very me, good. obliterated. Deserono. Well, you really do have 350. <laughs> if there's almonds in this drink, then my name is the Marvelously Mad Madam Mim. Okay, I'm just going to kick back. You let me know when you're done. There's only a few left, smartass. Go ahead. Please don't let my wife know how drunk I am. God, I love her. Deserono. Okay. Uh, I believe I made myself clear the first time. I said, hey, you! Come here a minute. Deserono. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Tony, mirror minute. Mirror minute. Nope. Mirror minute. Nope. I think I'm gonna call my boss right now and ask him if I can have my job back. Deserono. Okay. I'm sorry about what I said about your wife and family. I honestly skip to the last one. Yeah, this is the last one. This is the last one. All right, start over. Sorry. Sorry about what I said about your wife and family. I honestly don't even remember saying it. It's this miserable drink. It's like it's got its claws in me. The dirty almond and sugar claws, and it won't stop until it's completely ruined my life. Please make the pain go away. I'm begging you. Deserona. Slap that, that on that a t-shirt. Fit on the bottle. I don't no. think. Do you guys want to segue? I, the whole time that I'm telling these, all I want to do is drink this tall, delicious Deserona. It's so good. I encourage everyone yeah, to try it's, it. It's something. It's something. Yeah. Something. Uh, Rockstar Games has announced that L.A. Noir will be coming to the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, as well as via a VR experience that pulls from the original game. Should we tell Jesse that this is the point in the show where we just kind of relax and just tune, tune out for 20, drink, 20 minutes? Tune out, yeah, I mean, let them go. I mean, if you need to you do your taxes or something. Whatever it is, yeah. Rockstar Games has announced <laughs> that L.A. Noir will be coming to the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One as well as a VR experience. This updated version of the 2011 game will be released on November 14 across all announced systems. Uh, pretty awesome. I played Rockstar Games uh, whenever it came out. I think it was about seven. Rockstar Games. I played uh, L.A. Noir about seven years ago. It was a detective game, where, but it's by the good people of Rockstar, so it's very much kind of looks like a GTA game. Uh, you ever heard of this game, uh, Tony? Uh, yes. What did you think about it, Don't I, I, I heard about it. You didn't ask me what I, I, I've heard of it. you got a guy with a hat on, yeah. like a fedora on Well, the it's front. noir, yeah, so yeah. yeah. I think, I think, you, I think it yeah. takes place in the 40s. Well, you're required to wear a fedora, I think, any time yeah. it's like a noir. I bought the game theme. as soon as it came out, and I played about a good 10 or 12 hours of it, and I lost interest. Did you it wear your have, fedora when you were playing yes, it, though? Yes. Okay. It does have <laughs> some really right. It does have some really cool detective aspects of it where you got to go around looking for clues. 1940s clues as you would but uh ultimately i lost interest in it but it is cool this is an updated version so i think they'll give it the same treatment that uh gta 5 got when it got Mm re-released and uh it's coming to the switch which is a perfect place to be planted and there's like a vr experience where i think they're not a gimmick not a gimmick i think that they're gonna i think they said that they were gonna uh Water it down to about 10 different missions that also make it, uh, you know, perfect for VR, but pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming to Nintendo Switch. Bethesda will, will release one more unannounced game before the end of 2017. Bethesda VP of Marketing Pete Hines explained, We have a ton of gaming stuff going on, and we even have a game well, that's coming good for out a gaming this company. year that we haven't even told anybody about yet. They can wait. It won't be so long. Uh, there's chatter that this is actually a game, a game of Thrones game by Bethesda. Huh. 
and the game is coming out they said at the end of 2017 and they haven't even announced it yet so i don't know what the hell it is but here's my thoughts on that since you asked thank you thank you but give me some give me some disrono take a little sip of dis and let me lay this on you the game of thrones games are never going to work ask me why why tony because if you've watched the only reason you're buying that game is because you're a fan of the show or you've read the books in which case you already know what happens so the only thing they can do right is make you a some minor character that doesn't exist in the book or the movie and what are you what's that minor character going to do he can't have any impact to the story otherwise you're not playing game of thrones game right but you wouldn't want to exist in that world if it were as detailed as like skyrim was i'm not saying that it will be because i assume that they're working on the new elder scrolls too but i mean if, it basically it is was, the same world though right yeah, yeah, i mean I it's mean, the exactly. exact All same they would world. have to do is do a bunch of names just make a midget and yeah, you're good and then you'd be totally actually they could literally probably just take skyrim make a midget change make a midget change some things around change some text around and it would be uh, the game you know, of the spiders edition of game of spiders <laughs> Last week, Warner Bros. and Monolith announced that they would sell a piece of charity DLC in commemoration of the tragic death of developer Michael Forgey. All seemed well until some noticed that small print within the DLC's trailer seemed to not only exclude donation on purchases in certain U.S. states, but also purchase worldwide. Warner Bros. said neither Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment nor Monolith Productions will profit from any sales of the Forthog Orc Slayer DLC regardless of the territory in which that DLC is sold. So, number one, they announced all of this, um, uh, the microtransactions that were going to come along with this game. And then number two, they announced that there was a piece of DLC that they were selling that was commemorating, and also the donations were going towards this developer of this game that died. And someone noticed that there's a good chance that not all of that money is going to this person's family. Here's what I hope happens when I die. Okay. I hope my work like sells a picture of me and then makes more money for for the for the company. <laughs> That's what I they hope. Like promise it yeah. to your wife and your family. Yeah, you know, and I just hope just... I hope they're like this guy died. We're going to we're just going to sell this for 25 bucks. Because there's a guy that we know who died. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, that's what I want my that's what my legacy to be when I die is the company I worked for making money off. I like this new and improved Tony. (laughs) Is that the Disarono talking? Is that are you still got one foot on the beach right now? I've been telling you for years. That the D so is where it's at. Yeah. I don't know if this is helpful video game news, but no, keep it coming. Keep I'm it coming. I would like to know. No. I would like to know stories about how you would deal with these certain situations. Well, I'd be dead, so I wouldn't be dealing with it. It'd be the company on my behalf just selling my or, memory. Or make, have all the money and then put a clause in it that they have to exhume you, throw the money at your dead corpse right? with your family watching. Put you back in the ground. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's one thing my family would want, it's it's to see my my blocky animated body. face as like a monster in a video game that other people have to buy. That's I think really the legacy that I'd want to leave for my children, and it'd almost be like I'm still their father when they boot up that game and see that monster ugly orc bleeding all over the place. Resident Evil 7's long-awaited DLC will be released for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on December 12th, Capcom announced, in conjunction with the game Gold Edition. 
This special edition of the horror title will come packaged horror. with the full base game and all of the add-on content, which includes both band footage DLC add-ons and the new End of Zoe campaign. Pricing has been yet to reveal. Uh, awesome. A, a gold edition of Resident Evil 7 is coming out. The game came out in March. I've been meaning to play some of the DLC, but the most of the DLC for this game are these really small kind of like one-room uh, puzzles that you can... It probably take a couple of hours to beat, but did not seem anywhere near worth fifteen to twenty dollars. But um, hopefully, this will go on sale for some time. I've been meaning to play the DLC because Resident Evil Seven was absolutely excellent, but the DLC was expensive for it. Okay. Uh, ooh. After suing Nintendo over the motion sensing accelerometers used for Wii remotes, iLife has been awarded ten million by a Texas jury. Nintendo has provided a statement explaining on August 31st, 2017, a jury in Texas found that certain Wii and Wii U video game systems and software bundles infringed a patent belonging to iLife Technologies, Inc. related to detecting if a person has fallen down. So, Nintendo... What yeah. in the hell are you talking about? Nintendo lost a $10 million lawsuit over a system that they released in 2006 saying that they infringed upon their whatever... And it was a Texas-based company, and they lost in Texas. Like no shit. Like of course that's gonna happen. But watch your watch your language. But this is this Nintendo. Uh, a lot of people go after Nintendo because they're such a big company, and this is one of uh, they've lost another one recently too. But How much would you have yeah, loved to have been on that jury? Oh, uh, I don't know. You, <laughs> I'd be right up your alley. You'd be the jury foreman. Like, but I would. I'd be like Homer Simpson, and I would just. I'd make the jury hung so we got to stay in the hotel a little yeah. bit longer. I, I wouldn't want to vote against Nintendo. No, that's – yeah, that would be very interesting to have you in there, the Nintendo fanboy sitting in the jury, like, scheming, trying to protect Nintendo, and everybody else is trying to go after the big company. It's a screenplay. Write it. Final Fantasy XV is going to have mod support on PC, but its director is wary that mods might get too graphic. Director Hajim Tabata explained, With Final Fantasy XV, we went in a slightly different direction. Right from the start, the way the whole game is structured and created gives each individual player their own individual and unique Final Fantasy XV journey. I certainly think the modding community is going to resonate with that, and the idea that you can change it in any way they want is exciting. However, if things are taken a little too far... Modding might be affected or stopped entirely. So if there's anything we can say, it's to try to be as controlled as possible. All of that mumbo-jumbo is they're saying, we're going to let you mod Final Fantasy XV. Please don't put a ton of porno in there. And that, that is the last thing that you want to do is go out and tell the community, please, please, we're going to give you these tools. Please don't make porno. Because... Now That's the quickest way gonna you're going to get porn. It's like when you let porno. the public vote on the name of a boat. <laughs> Wait, what, what, yeah. what kind of boat would you get? Bodie McBoatface. Oh, yeah. So, exactly. I mean, I think they said the exact same thing about Overwatch, and it was hours before. There, the, there's some sort of clause that my buddy was telling me about, and he said when it comes to porno, if you've thought of it, it exists. And I can't remember what that clause oh, is. Oh, I've heard of that. Do, it's, you know, do you know yeah, what I'm talking no, about? Yeah, no, it's uh, the internet. Oh, it's okay. the internet. So yeah. if, it's just, you, if it's cats on surfboards having sex with each other yeah. probably exists. Yeah, um, I can confirm. I can confirm. <laughs> I checked. Uh, American McGee is starting work on a proposal for a new Alice game. According to the game designer's website, the next chapter is tentatively titled Alice Asylum. The proposal containing artwork, a design outline, and the business models being prepared and will be sent to EA for appraisal. So they had an Alice game, I think, that came out in 2000. And then they had a sequel that maybe came out 
in 2012. It is a Alice in Wonderland kind of first-person action or third-person action game, but it's kind of more along the lines of the dark, you know, kind of gritty Alice character. I've never played them. My buddies, I know people that really, really like them, but they are they are preparing a proposal for a third one. We'll see if it gets made. Uh, while revealing a new partnership with SD card maker SanDisk, Nintendo has also revealed that moving forward, some Nintendo Switch games will require a micro SD card in order to experience the full content of certain upcoming games. In an announcement, Nintendo noted that a micro SD card will be needed for certain Nintendo Switch games that contain an especially large amount of content and require additional storage for players to enjoy the full experience. Um, I... Pretty much from the beginning, I bought a, I don't know, 128 gig card for 40 bucks to come along with it because I think that the Switch only comes with 10 gigs of memory so with it anyway, and I don't want to be carrying around those little Switch uh, um, cartridges, so I don't understand why this has to happen now, but I guess one of the first games that they are making a requirement and it's on the box is the new NBA 2K game that's coming out. Uh, Dead Rising 4 is coming to PlayStation 4 on December 5th. Capcom announced called Dead Rising 4 Frank's Big Package. The PS4 version of the zombie game is $49.99 and comes with all the add-on content like stocking stuff for Holiday Pack, Frank Rising, and Super Ultra Dead Rising 4 Mini Golf. I've played Dead Rising 1, and I've played a little bit of Dead Rising 3. I'm not a big fan of them. They're the, have you ever played them or seen them before, Jesse? I don't think they so. Are, they are you. zombies. They're zombies. And you can basically... Everything is... You can make any zombie... You can make any crazy weapon that you want to. And you can, and they come at you in these huge hordes, Tony. Hordes. That was, uh, that was excellent enunciation there. That was I, good. People really like them. I've tried them. I... I could only play about halfway through the first one and they actually just recently redid the year i think the original trilogy or the first two but i also thought the dead rising was pretty much an xbox exclusive game but hey it's coming to playstation 4 it's 50 bucks though uh i think that it might have came out last year around the ho- yeah it came out last year around the holidays uh but that's still a full price game for a game that came out a year ago but i bet ps4 players are wanting to try it that, you, you, you have a lot of experience with zombie games is that would you would you say that Oh yeah. Okay. Um, what is your what's your zombie go to weapon after all of your experience? What That's, are you gonna in real gonna life or video game? Well, yeah, either both. It would. I think in just in real life, it'd always be a sawed off shotgun because. What happens when you run out? You don't run out. You don't run out. So are you saying like if oh, I had a melee weapon? Yeah. What's your what's your go to? Uh, I guess it would have to be ooh, a hammer. Hammer. I like mean, a big light? like a sledgehammer. No. Like a light a hammer. 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 What? Like Thor? <laughs> oh, a little tiny tag Oh, hammer. like a little... Like, and you'd have to, like, beat on their you brains. Have, you have, like, no... Like no, a ball-peen hammer. That would be the Weapon worst range. horror zombie movie ever. They're like, Chunk, Chunk's hammer. Chunk and his little hammer. That would be That's funny, though, story. to throw you in the arena. <laughs> it's like you have to kill the zombie, but all you get is this teeny tiny little ball-peen hammer uh-huh. like they had in Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yep, yeah, holding them back and just, <laughs> just whacking tap, them on tap, the head. Tap, them tap, on the tap, head. tap, 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 tap. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> That's what it would be. It would be a teeny tiny little hammer <laughs> and a screwdriver. It's and so you have to appropriate. Hit the, to hit the bottom of the screwdriver. But the zombie's moving. You can't quite get it. <laughs> oh, it'd be good. Uh, following a limited edition release last year, PlayStation has announced in a blog post that translucent crystal versions of its updated 
DualShock 4 controllers will be releasing this October. In addition to the classic crystal version, Sony has also announced red and blue varieties, which are identically translucent but feature a splash of color. So we got new PlayStation 4 controllers coming out 1017 if you want to jazz them up a little bit. Uh, are these the first of the new like color PlayStation controllers? I mean, I, I've seen them for all the other versions, but PlayStation 4 hasn't had this before. I don't know. There might be some reds and blues out there. I, I don't know. My buddy for um, his, his get his actually, I mean, uh, after a few gifts, he gave me like he modded a controller that has like chunk the punk on it and stuff like that. So you can mod controllers to kind of make them say that whatever you want to. I think that they have different controller, different color PS4 controllers out there. But yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure what other controllers they have besides black. Um, when Ubisoft Milan pitched its idea for Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle Nintendo, the team had just three and a half weeks to craft a playable demo before showing it to Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto. All the more astounding is the fact that the Mario and Luigi featured in the prototype were custom created by Ubisoft Milan from the ground up. So we're going to review this game at the end of the episode. Uh, spoiler alert, it's totally awesome, but... There is a Mario game out that was developed by Ubisoft and Ubisoft. Ubisoft and the developers, they didn't even have to check with Miyamoto first. And Miyamoto was like surprised at how good the character models for Mario and Luigi looked. And I think a lot of us, we could probably with a pen and paper, I mean, we know them by hand. So uh, he was shocked at how good they looked, but it's 2017 and We've seen Mario in a ton of different games, and these guys probably grew up with them. When they were announcing this game at E3 this summer, that one of the developers, they showed the poor guy crying because it was a, a big passion project for him, and the game is absolutely excellent, but I thought it was pretty interesting that they had three weeks and they blew Miyamoto's socks off. Um, and last Pinky. but not least, four news today, and this is a good way to end it. Uh, Nintendo has announced that Mario is no longer a plumber. What? Uh, yep. In an official profile of Mario on Nintendo's Japanese site, the hero is described as all-around sporty. Whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, Mario does everything cool. As a matter of fact, he Plumbing's also... Plumbing's cool. As a matter of fact, he also seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. The guy only looks like he's about 35. A long time ago he worked at a plumber, as a plumber? Yeah. Huh. But he's no longer a plumber, according to... Why do you think Nintendo doesn't want people to associate Mario as a plumber anymore? Racism? No, how would that be? <laughs> no, isn't that what the answer to everything? Yeah, probably, but <laughs> yep, he's a tennis or baseball or soccer or car racing, and he does everything cool, uh, but apparently he is not a plumber anymore. Plumbers can't be cool? Is that what we're teaching the kids these days? I guess days? so. Uh, you guys want to take a quick break? I need one after that oh. bombshell. All right, we'll be right back. Tony, I don't know about you, bud, but I'm yep. a pretty big tech guy. I always like to have, you know, cutting technology, whether it's the newest TV, the newest receiver. Cutting edge technology. What did I call it? You called it cutting technology, which is basically just knives. Cutting edge technology. We're yeah. talking receivers. We're talking 4K televisions. We're talking Xbox One X2s. We're talking just the hottest new technology. And the problem is, is mm -hmm. we're all married these days. Yeah, and that is a problem. No, but just the ladies, they don't get it. So... Basically, 
I always run into this problem where okay. you say, hey, listen, I'm thinking about upgrading. I kind of want to get a new TV. And you always are faced with that question that we're always faced with. What's wrong with the old one? We're like, well, it's seven years old. It's starting to show its age. Mm -hmm. Now TVs are 4K. But it works, doesn't it? But it works, doesn't it? We yeah. need to keep this money for X, Y, Z. Yeah. How, how do you argue with that? Yeah. There's no argument for that. Yeah. The only thing I could say is, but please, I want it. You're 30 years old. You need to be saving for your retirement, Exactly. And, and I'm not buying you a $500 toy. Well, it's not a toy. We watch the TV every single day, yeah. and I'm sick of having to dim the shades in order to see my projection TV. It's time to upgrade. I'm sick of it. Is it? Is it really? See, how do I fight that? I, I can't. I, I, you can't. Have you talked to my wife? Because that, that sounds like I've her met her. Right there. I've met her. Uh, good people at more applications. They've solved this problem? They've solved this problem. They oh have a service God. called Secret Santa. Tell me uh, more. Secret Santa is a service when you can hire a, a team of professionals mm -hmm. to break into your house when you're not home to secretly break all of your TVs and video game consoles so you can buy new ones. I love it. All they got to do is you just got to tell them, hey, this is when we'll be asleep mm -hmm. or hey – um, this is will be at work. Mm -hmm. They are not gonna. They're not gonna show any signs of intrusion. Right. They're, they're absolute professionals. And they'll like subtly break it, right? Like they'll just shake the crap out of it until it breaks. Yeah. So they have all kinds of different methods. Squirt I some mean, water I leave that it. to the suits at Washington. Gotcha. You know, they some of the times they might pour a little soda in the back to mm -hmm. make it sizzle out. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, they have their own. Th I'm not asking. We're not they're asking. Not they're telling. not telling. They All just, you do, you pay them, they break your stuff. Yep, you pay them, you pay them forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, you break into your house, you tell them exactly what you want broken, and boom, the they next day it. you're like, honey, this what? weird. Yeah, this is weird. The television doesn't work. Oh, Chuck, how am I ever gonna catch up on Bachelor in Paradise? I, I don't know. We gotta buy a new TV, but I, I mean, I don't want to make a lateral move that's not a smart move we need to we need to upgrade and she'll say well no, you know, you're the tv professional you're the tv professional here. so are you an honest man with a penny pinching wife know that she'll never give you the go ahead to pick up that new 60 inch led tv or hot new gaming system if you're not friend with secret santa you both win you get your new toy and your wife takes comfort in the grossly mistaken belief that the extravagant purchase was actually necessary beautiful what an absolutely great product they've just, done I it heard, again i heard you use this product just recently you just upgraded to a 4k tv how did it happen tell us it, more it was, how was the it service was amazing. just all of a sudden our tv didn't work and we got a brand new 4k tv it's beautiful wow. I mean, and your wife has no idea she has no, no idea, idea that there was somebody in your house yeah. while you were both sleeping it even got past the dogs yeah. the dogs didn't even know that there was a criminal inside the house no fuss isn't that the best part about moral implications? There's no fuss. Tony, what else is there? No muss. No muss. <laughs> Boom. Nobody gets hurt. You just wire the guy 50 bucks, breaks into your house. Breaks you don't have stuff. to argue with the wife anymore. It's forty nine ninety nine. And you don't have to lie to your wife. That's the best That's part. That's the best part. Yeah. Did you break it? No, nope. oh, I didn't break it. Sure didn't. Do you think you honestly think that she's going to look you in the eye and say, did you pay somebody to break into this house <laughs> while I was yeah. sleeping? That's the only re that's the only way you have to lie. That is the only way I think she's never going to ask up. that. Yeah. Could you imagine she would ask that question and yeah. I go, "Yup." Cuz she'll say, "Do you know what happened?" Do Wait, sorry. Do you know what happened? I no. have no idea what happened. I tried to turn on the Xbox. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. Now we need an Xbox One X cuz you're not going to just get the same old Xbox. No. You, you got to upgrade. Got to. It's 49.99. It's called Secret Santa. The product is just selling out everywhere. It's so great. If you need the service, 
All you got to do is download the app. Boom, you're going to have a new TV soon. Mm. Jesse approved. Call now. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap uh, for the second segment of the night. I want to talk about a game that Tony has been begging me to, to, for me to talk about for about a good six months. It's not just a game. It's the game? It's the game. Mario Tennis? That's the one. Released August 28th of 2000. Tony, take me back. When I'll was take the it. first time you played this game. Uh, Why? Why have you been begging me to review this game. Why have you been re- begging me to I feel have us like yap about this game? Tell me about It's disingenuous for you to even ask me that question because we just spent 45 minutes playing it. And you tell me. I'm going to turn it back on you. When was the last time you had that much fun playing a video game? I, I don't know. That is – my hands were shaking. It's a great <laughs> – Game. It's... I caught my I caught myself when I was playing against you. Yeah, beating you by the way, coming well... back and beating you. Well, I don't understand. If I win because I score more points, that's winning. That's winning. So... Yep, that's winning. <laughs> uh, I will say, however, I did beat both you and Jesse two against one Bloodbath. about three times. Bloodbath. You know what my favorite part about that game is? The amount of swear words that were going on. A lot that of is cussing. like RBI baseball the way that we were swearing. A lot of Outrageous. cussing. Outrageous. 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 Wildly um, inappropriate. What is your first memories of this game? Uh, for me, it was playing it freshman year of college, going just walking around dorm rooms, you know, the awkward sort of have first that, couple days. Did you have that game pack in your backpack? You're like, fellas, what's well, up? Well, I just wore the, game, I wore the game glove just kind of around to let people know what was up. Um... But no, I just remember a couple of my buddies having a uh, whatever game system you play this on. What do you play this on? N64. N64. And playing this in Mario Kart entirely too much. Yeah. Entirely too much. I mean, first reaction, that game is pick up and play. Like, we figured it out real quick. Two buttons. Two buttons. My fundamental issue with the game is I am a huge fan of uh, Virtua Tennis for Dreamcast and Arcade. And I was trying to play that game like Virtua Tennis... And there's a huge difference, and it's you, as the ball is coming to you, you have to either hit it exactly as it's coming at your character, or if you hit it too soon, you start charging. charging. Well, that doesn't happen in virtual tennis, so I was constantly charging as the ball was racing by me. I don't know if I like that mechanic too much. I think virtual tennis perfected. Okay, hey, hey, we're not here to review virtual tennis. We're here to, to review the peak of gaming perfection. Mario, Mario Tennis. Tennis. Released in August 28, 2000. My earliest memory of this game was I worked at a Toys R Us one summer, and a good buddy of mine worked right next to me at a Circuit City. And they had uh, this game hooked up to an N64 and like a 20-inch TV. And on my breaks, I would walk over to Circuit City, and I would play this game against him. And I remember doing that for the majority of the summer. And what a, I, I haven't played this game since. Actually, I take that back. I played it a couple of years at my buddy's house. But you've been begging me to play this game. It That is a fun pick-up-and-play Nintendo game. Fun. Four fun. game. Fun. Just fun. Jesse, what's your earliest memories of Mario Tennis? I think about maybe, in, what, three hours ago once we finally got this podcast going. <laughs> your earliest um, memory so. was playing now, I think three I played hours it earlier, ago. but I did forget about the passion. I always think about Mario Kart and how 
like angry and intense you get. This was this was way way, way past above. that. I saw, yeah, there were some horrible horrible things. Yes, like, yeah, I just about can't. people's mothers. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. especially Tony's mother. My mother just. Terrible things, terrible things. Uh, great list of characters. Uh, we didn't get a chance to play all of them. I uh, only play War or Waluigi. Did he's, you know he's this my is guy. Waluigi's first appearance, appearance is it really? in all video games? It's a great appearance. I love Waluigi. He's got good speed, technique player, long reach. Like a uh-huh. tree. Yeah, it's like a tree, Normous. and he's got the best when you select him. Waluigi! <laughs> On, yeah, he's a I, terrible person. Yeah. I, I saw a post on Reddit that was a girl doing a sexy cosplay of Waluigi. Ooh. And the first comment, the guy said, uh, all you thought about was whether or not you could. You didn't stop to think if you should. <laughs> oh, I, just, I disagree. I'd be, I'd this, be so into that. she nailed it. Like, but she had a trampy outfit on, but she had the ugly Waluigi face. And they didn't even really... How long was that board meeting when they were coming up with Waluigi? They're like, well, Wario's the bad guy, and Luigi, we need a bad Luigi. Waluigi, all right, that's lunch. Done. You know? Done. I love the animations of Waluigi, though. Like, he stamps his Great feet walk. Running yeah. across. Oh, and you know God. what? No offense to you, Tony. Yep. I look like, look Waluigi. like Waluigi. All right, all right. I knew I mean, that was coming. you're a handsome devil, but, like, all the other features, the big feet, the lanky body, the kind of the walk. I yeah, mean, the atti- are, a little bit of the attitude. The, a lot of the attitude. <laughs> yeah. That is just, that yeah. is Tony yeah. to a T. Well, who would you be? No, oh, fucking Wario. Oh, <laughs> you, we'll you'd be Wario. We'll edit that You'd out. be Wario. Who would Jesse be? Uh, Toad, maybe? Baby, baby Mario. Baby Mario. Baby Mario. As I'm playing Baby Mario, he's constantly calling me Paper Mario. Yeah. So I'm they're... Son. <laughs> I wanted you to be Paper Mario, but you were Baby Mario the entire time. Uh, so there's there, the characters. I think there's 12 characters or so, or 16, and they're all grouped into like three or four, four sets different character of characters. Traits. The first is all around characters, so I guess they're they're equal times quick, equal times powerful. Uh, that's Mario, Luigi. Uh, the next two are technique players. Uh, Princess Peach is one, and Princess Daisy. Once I found Princess Daisy, she's awesome. She plays. Who is she? Where, where has she ever been? I don't know. Is that I'm gonna Luigi's Google her. ex-girlfriend keep, or keep something talking. like I'm that? Keep talking. I'm going to Google her. I'm curious. Or just some girl that sure. Mario had she a little bit ago. She was the only good technique player, though. She All was the other ones. Oh, oh War, Waluigi's technique. No, she was so no fast. and I, All the ones she, I played were awful. She was playing exactly the way that I needed her to because super fast, super responsive to the ball. Um, and the other characters, I just, they were either too slow or just not powerful enough. Uh, there's Toad and Waluigi, who is the, uh, the, another technique player. Oh, sh- and Shy Guy. Uh, the next group are, of, are power players. That's Wario, Bowser, Donkey Kong, DK Jr., and fun known fact, this is the first game ever where, and I think the first game only, where Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. have been in the same game together. Uh, there's is this, Donkey Kong Jr. You have to unlock him because he unlockable. wasn't on our main. He wasn't on our main. Screen I think there are. I think, I think shy guy is unlockable too. Yeah. I think there's a handful of unlockable players in here. Uh, the speed players are Yoshi, or is that Yoshi? Uh, Birdo, who that was pretty funny when we were playing. It. Tony goes, "Who the heck is Birdo? Hey, come on, man!" There's a couple randos in here. I Birdo's feel. not a rando though. He's from Mario too. Whoa, Birdo was wearing, I'm pretty sure, a bow in its hair. Uh-huh. Birdo's a girl. Yeah, Birdo's a lady. Okay. Uh, there's Baby Mario, aka Paper Mario, and tri- oh, there's the tricky characters. Yeah, Paratroopa. Oh, what did the What did the announcer? 
keep on saying when we were playing the game. I think he was saying paratrooper, but you just couldn't understand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, the announcer is pretty funny, too, and the animation in the, in the game is pretty great. Uh, the tricky characters are paratrooper, boo. boo and that's it, I think, yeah. right? Uh, the list of courts, uh, there's an open court, there's a hard court, clay court, grass court, uh, composition court. The courts, uh, I think it all matters how fast the ball uh, goes to you and how hard the bounce is. Is that correct, Tony? Yeah, they, it's how fast the ball travels on, on the bounce, I think, is the primary difference. I could never really tell that. Do you think that that's a pro-player thing that they, like, you back in 2001, like, you're like, I prefer the grass. I prefer because the clay chords. I yes. prefer the clay chords. And, like, no, 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 we got to go back. We can't do this right now. I don't I know if I have ever – I don't care. I like the grass courts. I just like the color of it, but that's yeah. about it, yeah. Uh, there's a ton of unlockable courts that we did not get to see yet. Mario Brothers court, Baby Mario and Yoshi court, Wario and Luigi court, Donkey Kong court, Mario and Luigi court, Birdo and Yoshi court, Super Mario court, Peach court, Yoshi court, Wario court, Waluigi court, Bowser court, Piranha court. Oh, maybe maybe just a court for every character. Yeah, maybe. Uh, not for every character, but for a, a handful of the games. Um, so we played all three of the modes. Uh, sure the did. other the other modes. So there's three modes. There's the regular exhibition. Right. The uh, only one that's good. The exhibition yeah. mode offers the player a match in which they can customize their match. They may either play singles or doubles. You can change the length of the match, the difficulty of the opponent, and the court that they play on. Me and you, we uh, we had three players, so we kept on playing doubles. So, you know, it's like any other game where we kept on giving Tony the uh, computer as yeah. his part compatriot. Is that why you were playing so well against me and Jesse? I don't know. I do. Yeah, I, I would do. say this was a distinct advantage. Yeah, because ah! when I played against you by myself, boy, it was a bloodbath. Well, Boy, you weren't you weren't even coming boy, close to winning. I'm sizzling. Boy, you, I'm sizzling. You did you did win. <laughs> I will give you that. Do you like how I win too? Because I win once and I say that's it. And then you that, just drop the controllers. Drop the control. Time to do the podcast. Time Let's to do go. The podcast. Let's yeah. go. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I think I did definitely win every time we played doubles. But you did beat me. I'd like a rematch at some point in time. Uh, not tonight. But some point in time, we will have a rematch. It's very much it's very much like Virtua Tennis, whereas if you are the, the set of players that is closest to the screen, it is much easier than you are when you are far away in the back. Um, you think so? What, what oh, was, yeah. What, I never yes, noticed. definitely. What Absolutely. strategies were you guys using? Because the, we were kind of mixing it up. The Jesse, boy, you could really play the front of the net. And I almost... Yeah, we thought was almost, Donkey Kong was way more agile than... Powerful, at least to. I, he was quick. I was holding up the rear. I was doing my best to hold <laughs> up the rear. That's what she said. But boy, you really had that net. I mean, you were yeah. really my safety for a while. You really there. figured out the front back was better uh, than the, the side side. I'll tell you what I like to I do. I like you being the wild card, especially with Waluigi. When I'm serving to you and Waluigi just runs screening across the, the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that I like to do is playing when playing two other players is not aim the shot and just hit a normal shot so it goes right down the middle uh -huh. and then watch the two of you uh -huh. try to figure out whose is it and neither one of you take it because uh -huh. you're both we, cowards we and then I get the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's my me, favorite Me and show. you were both playing mind games. And so basically all the tennis video games always boil down to is Pong. And it, it's kind of controlled Pong. And so my mind game with you, Tony, was I was – I was anticipating in your brain, there's no way that this dummy is going to hit right four times straight. <laughs> right. And then I would hit but sure right. sure enough, that sure dummy enough, that did dummy it. dummy would hit, and then you'd go left, 
and it would sw- it would go right by you, and you're like, oh man, you're in my head. I just I'm coming back to this game. We were. I'm sorry that I don't have any other reference, but I was obsessed with Virtual Tennis in you college. Mentioned it. And I wish I would have been obsessed with this game because this is just as fun as a tennis game. I'm not crazy about the whole charging shots. Did you ever get your – were you able to figure it out? Not figure it out, but did you like that mechanic with the charging of the yeah, shot? I, yeah, I had no problem with it. I mean, you got stuck, I would say, oh, at least every, 50% of the time. Yes. Just kind of standing there When I finally got anything, Princess Daisy. As, as your partner, it was, it was pretty frustrating. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought the mechanics of the game were great. It's two buttons. It's yeah. really quick. I was, we were able to play within 10 seconds. Were you guys using slices at all? I was trying to mix it up when I was uh, playing Tony, and I was trying to give him some slices, but the only time when I was really victorious was I did a slice, and it kind of just bounced off the top of the net and then bounced in front of his net, and I got a point that way, but I, I didn't find uh, – so slice is B. Yeah. A is – what Just is that? Start, top, top spin, top spin. Yeah, top spin, and then I think that there's like a power hit. So there's you can definitely tell the shot that you that are up. making, but you can tell the shot that you're making by the tail that the ball leaves. I think that's how long you hold the button. Okay. That at least is what it seems like. Yeah. But the controls. Yeah, if you pause the game and look at the controls, it only there only tells you there's two buttons: A and yeah. B, top spin and slice. Yeah. And then there's the charge. Well, yeah, and holding it down to charge. Yeah. So and I if don't it's, know that there's another If it's for me... I swear to God I remember there being a way to lob on purpose like 20 too. years ago when I played this game, but I it was, wasn't on the controls in the game. I was experimenting with holding down to see if maybe that lobbed the ball. Well, that's charge, though. Or, hold, or holding up while I'm hitting the ball to try and lob at the character, but... Yeah. Uh, so there's a full campaign in this game. I mean, me and you, all of us just played the multiplayer, which was very fun. But if you want to play a single-player experience, there's a tournament. Uh, there's the Mushroom Cup. It's held on a hard court. The Mushroom Cup is a standard basic tournament with easy opponents. There's a Flower Cup. It's held on the clay court. The Flower Cup showcases slightly harder opponents on a harder court than the previous cup. And there's the Star Cup. The Star Cup is the hardest cup of the normal tournaments. The opponents in this cup offer a harder challenge to the player. The court played on is the grass court. Did you guys play much of the campaign when you were in college? No, it was always exhibitions, one-on-one doubles. What was your beverage of choice back in college? It wasn't Dees. It, uh, it was uh, Natty Light. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, it's the cheapest one you can find. <laughs> so there was there was a couple other modes that we played. I, I feel like they're kind of just add-ons uh, when you kind of get sick of it because the base game is just too fun. So there are a couple other modes that offer a little bit of variety. There's a ring shot mode. Lame. So the ring shot mode challenges uh, the players to compete in several contests to see how many rings they can collect in various matches of skills. You guys were able to figure it out. I thought you were just supposed to be hitting the ball through the ring, but what what were the mechanics of this game, Tony? Hit it, Jess. It was it as many rings as you made it through. If you won that point, you got that many rings. It wasn't it wasn't great, but it definitely wasn't the worst of the modes because I think we all can agree what the worst mode of this game was. Bowser's awful. So there's oh a there's God. there's a Bowser mode, and Bowser's stage takes place on a floating court suspended by chains above a lake of lava. The game is a nod to Mario Kart, where the player can collect and use power ups against the player's opponent. It hurts your eyes. There's so I many mean, things the, the court is moving up and down. And... Like, it really fundamentally hurt my eyes. And then you get these power-ups, and it was so funny to, like, serve it at the at Tony and, and then, then shoot, shoot shells a bunch at of him. shells at him. <laughs> it was awesome. You can't pay I did attention. Like that. 
A but TV. It was really difficult. A humongous TV. You still wouldn't be able to. I, see, I was just about to say that. I think if you could put it on a, a bigger tel—not that this is a small television—but if you could put it on a bigger television and get a little clearer picture, it might not be quite as seizure-inducing. Oh, I mean. Uh, uh, there was a banana peel power up. So like yeah. you, you, you hit the ball and banana peels go to the other side of the court. And I was purposely stepping on the banana peels before the ball would come to me because ah, I didn't strategy. want to run into them, you know, during the, during the game. Uh, there was a mushroom. Did we find them? I don't remember. Did we find the mushroom? I don't remember a mushroom. I remember the red shell. Oh, there's plenty the, of mushrooms. I can't figure out what it did, though. There was a, like every single time. There was a lightning there. bolt. Does the lightning bolt just strike you? There was a star, and there was a green Koopa shell and a red Koopa shell. The yeah. red Koopa shells were awesome. Yeah. Um, and there's also – there was one other mode that we didn't try. This may be an unlockable mode. There's the Piranha Challenge mode. The Piranha Challenge pits the player against four opponents, one Mario team player, and three Piranha plants. The three plants spit 50 balls randomly, and the object is to return them past the net and out of play. Um so I've played this I played this 17 years ago when it came out and I played it just with a buddy and inside of a circuit city and I remember just my eyes lighting up and really liking it it's I don't know who the hell Camelot is that's the developer of this game it's well they did a hell of a job but they did a hell of a job me I like I said this I am very pleased that I bought this game after you begged me to do this episode. I would play this game every day. It's so fun. It's the best think, game. Do you I think that it. I would beat you every single time if I was Daisy uh, Peach? It's okay. It's all right, Tony. You are really listen, good at hockey. And you got arguing. in my. Yeah, I'll say you got in my head that one game, and I just I couldn't get you out of my head. Yeah. But I think if I could just get. A three feet of distance between us uh-huh. where you're not quite so physically close to me uh-huh. and I can just concentrate on the game I feel like I could come back and win the great thing about tennis video games is they're just they're so simple and they're so competitive and they're so fun and um, I know that they released a Mario Tennis for the Wii U it did not get good reviews I hope that they're working on a new one for the Nintendo Switch but I mean, hell with it. As long as I'm downstairs one. in the basement, I have no problem with plug it, putting in this cart. I only think I only spent about 15 bucks on this game used. So if you have a Nintendo 64 lying around, if you have four controls lying around, this is a hell of a party game. And yeah. we pick, we it was pick up and play, uh, one to four players. We had a great time. I give the game an eight. Tony, what do you think? Is this a perfect ten it's for a, you? It's a perfect ten. Jesse, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to go with the 10, too. It was- Woo! All right. That's it for uh, Mario Tennis. Do you have anything else to add, Tony Baloney? Nothing. All Buy right. this game. All right. We'll be right back. Guys, I don't know about you, but I really like this beverage. And I like it so much that I kind of I, I need it in case of a jam. And I, I really feel like there needs to be some sort of invention out there where if I want the Deese, if I want the tasty, delicious, amber, sugar-packed bite that is De Sirono, mm-hmm. and I want it at all times, I, Which should, be able, you damn would. It, I should be able to get it at all times. Agreed. Um, but how? How could you possibly have it? at your beck and call thank you for asking tell me they're good people at moral vacations they've done it again they've done it again oh 
They've invented, and get listen to this. Tell me, tell the me. The Desidrono. The Desidrono. It's a service that will deliver you delicious, tasty, mm. amber, sugary Desidrono wherever and whenever you are via a drone. Mm. How perfect is that? You're at a boring church service. Oh, my goodness gracious. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came, and he saved the world. Yeah. And everybody was so pleased. And just water into wine. Water how into about wine? water into dees? Yeah, how about sugar and <laughs> and amaretto, and amaretto, and, and high artificial corn caramel. Syrup. All you got to do, open up your app, yeah. order a Desidrono. Drone flies into the church, yeah. gives you the Desidrono. Boom! Oh. Now we're talking a fun church. Like, hey, talk to me, Jesus man, talk to me. Right. Save my soul. Save my soul. And they're right. like, sir, sir, calm down. And you're like, I'm just infected with the power of Desidrono and the power of Jesus Christ. And that's a good combo. That is a great combo. Church, it's not that it stinks. I mean, it's great. It's going to save your yeah. life. It's but good everything's for you. a little bit but better when you got some dees. Everything's a little bit better with DeSerono stuck yeah. in traffic. Dees. Oh, my gosh. There's an accident. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's 100 degrees outside. The radio keeps on playing mm -mm by Crash Test Dummies mm. over and over and over, which actually mm -hmm. sounds pretty great. Yeah. But after the seventh time that it plays, you go, boy, I you know it would make it a nice, little bit tall. better. Just if I was a little buzz, I don't yeah. want to get drunk right now. Right. I gotta go to work. Right. But just a little drunk, with the power and the taste. Hit and that, that sunroof button. Hit that sunroof <laughs> button. <laughs> Drops a bottle of DiSerrano into, and you go, "Thank you, DiSerrano." Now this boring drive mm. is just a little bit better. Spending I'm a time, bit with drunker driving my car. Big, big deal. Big you're deal. gonna get to work soon. Yeah. You'll ride it out. It's traffic. You're going slow. And uh, your boss is all your boss is gonna do is say, "Well, you you smell like sweet amber." Yeah. And you're like, "Yup, I gotta go work on this uh, sales report, George. Yep. I'll be right back. Sales are up. They need to be up. It's a good thing that they're up. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. Buy, buy when it's high. Sell when it's low. Uh, Other way around, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> when you're spending time with the kids. Yeah. I love spending time with kids. I love spending time with your kids. But what's better than spending time with kids than spending it with a little bit of dece? Just a little dece. Just a little dece. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe. And you'll be so excited about everything that they do. Yeah, great cannot, drawing, Timmy. I cannot believe how good that drawing is. Yeah. I cannot believe that you just jumped into the pool. Mm. You ate that grape? Dece. <laughs> That's fantastic. Watch me drink this. <laughs> You're at a long meeting. Oh, my God. Oh, sales are up, but stocks are down. <laughs> but DiSerrano is up and in. He knows so much about business. One of the favorite things, my favorite things about this podcast is how much I learn about business. Well, that I was a business major. From, from but the problem was is they had this product when I was back in college, and I'd be like, oh, man, another boring business lecture. Look, look, this look, 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 look. Oh, look, it's the DiSerrano. And yeah. it's quiet, yeah. and it, it, like nobody even notices it, and it just lands, yeah. and it says, hey, junk. But what was so annoying when you were in school is you had to lug that bottle of DiSerrano with you in your book bag. Not yeah. anymore. Not anymore. DiSerrano. And it's a it's a great talking point too. Yeah. Girls are like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And it's like, "Oh, that's my own private drone that delivers me booze whenever I'm in situations that make but me bored." Not just any booze. DiSerrano. Family get-togethers. Now this is the ultimate trifecta. We're talking parents, we're talking kids, we're talking Family get-togethers. Yep, you mentioned that. <laughs> DiSerrano. Yeah. 
It'll break in through your window. All right, cut through the cut to the chase. How much is the Disa Drono? All you got to do is install the app on your phone, yep. edit your credit card number, yep. make a request for one to three bottles, mm-hmm. and the Disa Drono will arrive in under 30 minutes. Pizza can't even From do that. From anywhere in the world. From anywhere in the world. Woo! I don't care if you're in Egypt. Disa Drono's there. I don't care. What about care. the people that work for this Disa Drono company? Can you tell me about them? Well, the good people at Disa Drono are uh, Disa Drono. Disa Drono. They're recovering alcoholics. So they know how much you need this beverage. Right. They're like, oh, boy, he's stuck in traffic right now. That's got to be a huge bummer. Uh, Johnson, ASAP. We got to get this DiSerono to him. Johnson, right now. Put down the fake DiSerono. Get this real DiSerono. So the former alcoholics are drinking DiSerono while they're driving the drones. DiSerono employees are such huge fans of that smooth amber taste Mm. that they're encouraged to drink on the job. But. They don't have to. Um, not required. <laughs> That's good. They do <laughs> not have to. Okay. But they're especially encouraged, it and their bonuses count on it, and they will be fired. But they don't have to. Okay. Got it. The, the product is uh, – Decidrono. Decidrono. Uh, it's $10 uh, plus nope. the cost of the Decidrono. $10.99. $10.99 uh, plus the cost of one to three bottles. Yeah. It'll go anywhere in the world, anytime, Amazing. anywhere. No fuss. No, no muss. If the bottle, if if the drone is delivered and it's broken, big deal. We'll send another one. And just we're gonna lose right a few drones. We're gonna big lose deal. a few bottles of DiSerono. But gosh, you gotta get that tasty DiSerono. Ten bucks. Put it on your phone right now. Order now. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. Uh, for the last segment of the night, I want to review uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, this is a new game that was released for the Nintendo Switch on August 29th for the Nintendo Switch. Tony, you would yes. absolutely love this game because it is a Mario game mixed with XCOM. What are the things that you like about XCOM, buddy? Uh, well, you threw me off because I thought you were going to say it's Mario mixed with tennis, in which case I would love this game. Yes, but this is Mario, Mario mixed with, with XCOM. XCOM. Uh, I like what I like about XCOM is the turn-based strategy. That's what and, this is. And I really like about XCOM, and I don't know if this will have it, but you'll tell me in a second. The fact that the char- your characters can—I'm uh, going to say it—I don't think it's going to be in this game—but that your characters can die. No, I don't believe that your characters can okay. fully die in this. They can die during the round, but I don't believe that they can fully die. Can you get a ton of characters in in XCOM, and that's why they can they can die and stay dead? Yeah, you can you can always uh, get more soldiers, but they have to start from like the lowest rank. And the more missions they complete, the the higher they can level up, and the more uh, abilities they get in XCOM. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is a turn-based tactical role-playing video game developed and published by Ubisoft for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, The game sees players controlling Mario, his friends, and a group of rabbits dressed as them, dealing with the aftermath of a sudden invasion by a group of rabbits who have accidentally misused a powerful invention that has brought chaos to the uh, Mushroom Kingdom. So, in the game, you can play as a mixture of Mario characters and a, a mixture of rabbits that are disguised as certain Mario players. Uh, you, you, you have a team of three people. Uh, you, uh, the, you can either be Mario, Luigi, and Princess Peach, and Yoshi from the Mario franchise, and you can be four rabbits dressed as the former through a series of worlds with the characters wielding laser-based guns to defeat opponents. So, much like in XCOM, you are very much using... Uh, 
guns Weapons. instead of the, the, the typical Mario jump on um, their head setup. But you eventually can get to that. Uh, each stage of world consists of a series of battles that must be completed to make progress in story. That is one, one of the great things why this game really works for the Switch is because I'm sure the same thing happens in XCOM where it's just a series of battles. And probably, how, how long were the battles in XCOM? Probably 10 minutes each? Yeah, maybe that, or maybe a little bit longer for the bigger ones. Yeah. As you got, as you got more, uh, more towards the end. Yeah. Um, while exploration is in, uh, while exploration is possible outside of the battle within each world, some areas can be accessed until the player either solves a puzzle or backtracks later upon acquiring new abilities to interact with the environment. So. There's a series of worlds that you go to. Um, while you are going through the worlds, you'll go, you'll go battle, 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 battle. But along the way, you'll see some obstacles and stuff where you'll say, hey, there's a puzzle back there, but I can't get to it. Well, you keep on gaining abilities as you pass through these levels, and you can actually go back um, to these areas and access uh, previously inaccessible areas. And when you get there, you'll get coins and you'll get um, experience points. Um, the exploration uh, gives you coins, and then the ch inside the chests can be uh, a mixture of coins and experience points. Um, so combat is done in a turn-based format, with each side taking it turns to move around the battlefield and take shots at an opponent. Um, so it is very much. I don't know if you're watching oh my gosh, this right that now. Tony, shield icon looks exactly. But like so the you XCOM you start shield. off and you 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 see what the battlefield looks like, and you have a player of bad rabbits that you are that you need to defeat, and you can look all around the map and plan out what your strategy is going to be. And so if you're looking at it right now, the smaller walls have a 50% cover range. So half that cover. means half cover. So that means if if somebody is trying to shoot at you, there's a 50% chance they're going to hit. Now, the full walls have a 100% change. Full cover. Full coverage. But, however, the name of the game is to flank players or flank enemies in this game in order to attack them. Um, okay. There's some series of moves that you can learn. Uh, there's a dash attack. So you pick a player, and you can either pick to use a special move or you can pick your attack, and you'll draw out this line of where you want your player to move. If you draw your line on top of an enemy, it'll attack that enemy, but then you can still move him someplace that is in cover so that you can set up your next move. So you'll, you'll make the move, you'll attack an enemy a, a, like a percentage of his health, and then you'll actually go hide behind another wall. There's also a neat mechanic called the team jump, and that is if you draw your line of movement over to one of your own characters, you'll actually, when you run over to them, they'll boost you up and you can get to previously inaccessible areas. So there might be a hill that you would have to get a warp pipe to get to or take stairs to get to, but that other character will jump you up there. So you can use these dash attacks and these team jumps to your advantage. And a really fun thing that happened when I was playing this game this week was when I was learning these mechanics and everything started to click. That was my big problem with the XCOM games was I played them for a couple of hours and I never really got it to click. But this game, it's like, it, I don't want to say it's watered down because it's super challenging and it's super fun, but it is XCOM with this flashy Nintendo sheen on it. And I'm really, really enjoying it. And, it was, and it's been really fun to learn these mechanics slowly. What is a rabid? 
Uh, so that is an Ubisoft character that they have a couple games of, and they're trying to revive. A rabbit is essentially a retarded uh, rabbit. Uh, what are what are those characters that are from that one movie? Oh god, oh, I'm right. drawing a blank. Yeah, that that not help. Uh, mm. The minions. I oh, mean, it's go. basically they kind of have that sassy no English. Yeah, they kind of have that look to them. Maybe yeah. with like longer ears. The game and a is actually. The game is actually really funny. The writing isn't as sharp as some of the old Nintendo writing is. But, I mean, it is really funny. This is an Ubisoft game, so um, it's it's pretty incredible what they've done with this franchise and with the writing, and they've kind of made it all mesh together. So you have these guns that you can purchase. As you collect more coins around the battlefield, you can purchase new guns. Um, some of the weapons have attributes to it. Some of them will have a honey percentage and some of them will have a bounce percentage if they have a honey percentage uh that means that the character uh will freeze there and he can't move and if he's got a bounce percentage that means when you hit him there's a percentage that he might bounce around and be more open to a different shot from a different character uh in addition to using weapons both characters and enemies can also use special abilities to aid them in battle including the ability to increase their defense or healing any damage received um, as you play into the game, you'll reach uh, Peach's, Peach's Castle, and it's a hub where you can change characters. So you're going to get new characters along the way. Uh, you can buy weapons, and you can review collectibles. Um, but in addition to weapons, players can also improve characters by purchasing new skills through a skill tree. So there's a lot of really cool RPG stuff in this game. Um, in part of the skill tree, you can unlock passive abilities, such as just being able to... Uh, um, jump on another character from the team jump as well as um, some other just like uh, special abilities um, there's I mentioned the scoin the, the coins and the skill points the sense of humor is awesome uh, it's got this great art style and music I mean we mentioned that they designed these uh, characters within three weeks they pitched it to Miyamoto I mean this game is actually a huge surprise because they announced this back Boy, in May, not too long ago, only about two or three months ago, the game just came out, and it's getting really, really good reviews. Um, what is does, does this always – are you always in this kind of level right here that we're seeing, or do you go into different – do you go into different levels and kind of like jump in? Because it kind of has a Mario Party feel to me. I don't know if that's just me, but um, you might be able to comment on that more. But it just the way you're kind of moving around with your group – and uh, going to different places along this trail. So this is, that- is the this is the first level that we're looking at. I think there's eight levels total. Okay. Um, and yeah, there's tons of different environments. I as I was running around, they show you the levels that are unlockable, um, but you can't get to yet. I, I saw like a Halloween themed level that looked awesome. I'm pretty sure I saw a volcano level. There's probably a water level. Um, so there's a, there's a bunch of different variety. The game introduces new concepts to you slowly, and then it slowly starts to ramp up the challenge. Uh, in the first five hours, I played some battles that were really, really hard. So that's a reason why this game, some people really love it, and some people are giving it sevens because it definitely has that kind of XCOM feel to it where, and Tony, you might be able to speak to this too, you might not learn how to beat a level until you're 20 minutes into it, and then you go, oh, crap, I'm too far along at this point. I either have to start over or I wait until I die. So there, there's definitely some trial and error to the game. I have definitely died a handful of times, and then I realized, oh, I was doing something wrong. I let one of my characters die. I can't do that. I have to go back to it. Okay. It's got a good good sense of challenge. There's, there's random bonus levels uh, throughout the game. 
Um, so you'll you'll find a bonus level, and it'll be kind of like a little puzzle where you'll have to collect so many coins. Um, and if you don't collect all the coins before the timer runs out, you don't get the treasure chest at the end of the game. Um, the game is a huge surprise. I mean, I wasn't expecting too much from it, especially with it being announced only a couple months ago. Um, you know, it's it's a weird premise, Mario and Rabbids in an XCOM game, but the game is wildly polished. I only saw some frame rate issues where it would slow down and take a second to catch up with it, but the, the, it's it's challenging. It's really really fun, and you can, like I said, you can play it in these kind of like incremental bits, and the fights are really really fun. It's fresh. I'm looking forward to beating the game. I'm looking forward to a sequel. It's it's a really good franchise, and it's a good sign that it doesn't. Nintendo games don't necessarily need to be made by Nintendo. Uh, this is a really good representation of that. This is I think this is kind of a first for like a big developer like Ubisoft, where they are handling Mario characters and they are doing it well, and they're mixing different types of gameplay, and and the the end result is super fun. And I give the game a nine. If you got a Nintendo Ooh. Switch, I totally recommend getting it. Um, I I hope to see this. This is a game that's developed by Ubisoft, so I wish that this game would be out on PS4. I wish that this game would be on PC, on Xbox. It would sell a ton of copies because it is a great game. But luckily, the Nintendo Switch is doing really, really well. And uh, it, this this is a really good sign. I mean, the Nintendo Switch has only been out since March, and we already got a AAA game that is worth 60 bucks. I mean, we've got a plenty of them right now, but I'm just saying, right out of the gate, this is a really, really good game. I give it a 9. Go buy it. Um, to close the episode, yeah. we saw It last night. Stephen King's It. Uh, Jesse, you are not a big fan of clowns. I am I don't think many the opposite are. of a fan of clowns. Yes. yes. As, as much as you can not be a fan of clowns, I would say that I'm right there. And, Tony, you're not a horror, horror fan horror at all. Horror fan. I mean, I, I just don't like scary movies. I I don't enjoy being frightened. Really? Especially in public. Really? Yeah, yeah really, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just well, thank you. I have been really excited about this movie since they announced it a couple of years ago. I was a big fan of the miniseries that came out in 1990. I, I watched it when I was a kid. I, re I remember renting it, and it came in a cassette with two cassette tapes because it was like a four-hour-long movie that was really on ABC, weird. NBC, or Fox, or one of those. And, you know, it was it's kind of hokey because it was a made-for-TV miniseries, but mm. people love that I, what, I can't remember what that what that actor's name Tim is. Tim Curry. Tim Curry, thank you so much. People love that representation of It. And what a scary character. It is this manifestation that comes every 27 years that feeds on kids' fears or people's fears. Go ahead, what you were about oh, to say. Oh, I was just going to say, what's interesting, and I didn't realize this until earlier today when I was thinking about it, 1990, 2017. Yeah. They, they brought it out on the 27 years. So yeah. how about that? And that's that's kind of wild because they definitely weren't planning that. You know, if a studio can make a movie and they can make a bunch of money, they're going to, and they're going to put it out whenever they can. Yeah. But well, was I, it a coincidence? Wait, so is it in the book? It, you know, it's 27 years or did they just make that because of the movie? shows up. I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't think about it until I saw that there was the miniseries in 1990. I did not watch the miniseries in 1990. I had no intention of going to this movie. You were born I, in 1990, I bud. was born in 1990, and you were, what, 25 or so? <laughs> something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I was in college. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had no intention to go to this movie. I mostly did it out of spite with uh, my our other friend uh-huh. who said was kind of joking with me that I if we were gonna go and to to prove a point and how tough I am, mm-hmm. I, I said I would go and I've been terrified ever since. Um, but it was good. I actually, I really, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, it was funny. It was way funnier than I thought it would be. It's yeah. getting um, awesome reviews. Yeah. I didn't know what the tone was going to be. I didn't know what kind of horror movie that we were nice. going to get. And they kind of, they kind of let you know right at the beginning of the movie. We all know that Georgie dies. We all know that this little well, kid's on, not brother everybody dies. knows that. And you I do now. Been, I, I had so. been wanting to know how this little guy dies. I mean, the, the the same scene happens in the 1990 movie, and I was waiting, and, I, and the payoff was so good, and I was so happy to, to. I'm not saying I'm so happy to see it, but just the payoff was so good, and then it showed. After that scene, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the type of movie that we're getting into." Uh, the the movie is essentially Goonies or Super Eight. Meets, or Stranger Things, if or you're Stranger Things. Now it definitely that feel meets a meets a horror movie. It's super funny. Like those kids yeah. are like twelve or thirteen, and they're telling all kinds of sex jokes yeah, and mom, mom jokes, jokes and stuff. Sister jokes. So many one liners, and they all land. Like I, yeah. I was so surprised at how sharp and witty the 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 the, the, the dialogue was, and how yeah. and how good of actors all of those kids were. My favorite kid was Eddie. Do you remember? He was the one with the mom. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the invalid kid, kid mom. that always that thought was, he was uh, sick and everything. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty funny at the he the gazebos. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's taking these pills, and he gets angry because he finds out they're placebos, but yeah. he calls them gazebos. They're, they're, <laughs> the, they're called the loser kids. And so there is the, there's the kid from Stranger Things. There yeah. is uh, uh, the girl that's pretty that everyone loves. Uh, there's Eddie. There's uh, the the Jewish kid, yeah. There's the black kid. Uh, so I think that there's a total of seven. I think kids, there's seven, yeah. But the ensemble is just great. Which yeah, they all the, like fit really well together. I was I was I was very surprised that you know I didn't notice it's, the black there's kid. no there's no main just adult kid, character because I just yeah because I don't just see kid. I don't see color. It's so. just seven. It's just seven kids. There's no adults that are really any main characters in the entire movie except for. Pennywise, who is... What did you think of the different uh, variations of it? And I mean by... Obviously, they use some they like use some CGI, but then they then they use practical effects too. So some of the monsters I thought were kind of ho hum. There was you know the zombie monster, there was the painting monster, but they had this nice trick where that monster would always turn into it, which was that Skarsgård guy. I think I think he was in um, uh, he was in a series uh, he was in a Netflix series. True, he's in True Blood, right? No, no, no it wasn't True Blood. It might have been no. True Blood, but there was another Halloween. There was another kind of like haunted series that he was in in Netflix. But the the guy nailed it, and and his facial expressions. I know that there are some scenes in that movie where Eddie. Do you know that part where? Um, he is like haunting Eddie inside the house. Yeah, he had, they had to stop filming because he scared that kid so bad. Yeah. and they and they were like, yeah. "Hey, like this is getting too real." Yeah, honestly, I I would totally agree. I thought that if anything, they he was way scarier when they weren't like focusing on the CGI mm-hmm. and focusing on a lot of the effects. Yeah, I thought he was just. I, they might have. I don't know if they overdid that or not, but it was just a matter of yeah. They he was terrifying just yeah. right there with just being himself 
I, I did notice that the movie kind of had a whole like Elizabethan like collar looking uh-huh. thing on. And his and looked, jig yeah. was hilarious. Like his like clown jig oh, was yeah. really funny. Um, I did notice that it, the movie has that kind of overarching the story of the kids, but then it is very much it does that thing where it 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 tells the story of each kid and what they're haunted by, and it, so it's a, it's like set piece after set piece after set piece. But then they also kind of show that the true horror of this town isn't this creature but it's also their parents oh you know the, the parents are the worst parents yeah. in the entire world like this entire town is just like full of awful parents yeah i just cannot imagine nobody really cares that all these people are going away and have you read any other stephen king like this mo- this this town shows up quite a bit throughout all of his stuff yeah and it always is with horrible parents yeah like, really abusing their kids killing their kids yeah. raping their kids yeah. whatever it is and he's at, it's everywhere. And, and the bullies are extreme too. Oh, the one bully, was... the one bully, st- like was slicing a kid open. I was like, you can't yeah. do that. I no. don't care if it's 1989. You can't stab a kid. There's a difference between pantsing a kid and throwing garbage on him and stabbing someone. I got bullied a lot when I was in middle really? school. Yes, and I don't think I could ever imagine a bully slicing into your somebody's stomach. That seemed even extreme for yeah any bully. Can we I've go and imagined. fight those bullies? Now I, I have think a now they frown upon that because we're adults. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, uh, the movie is. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's scary. Uh, there were definitely points that freaked me out that got me excited. I mean, the the it creature is awesome. The 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 Pennywise the clown character is awesome. How do you how do you top this? You know, because this is chapter one. The movie made it's now I think it made fifty million dollars in the. Well, in I think they opening. said overall it's made one hundred and twenty. Really, one hundred and twelve. So yeah, we saw like it that. Sunday. Yeah, it's it's up there. So it's the it's the best release for an R-rated movie, the best release for a horror movie, and it's like a huge September release. How how are they gonna follow this up with a sequel with the adults? They have to nail the casting. I, I can't wait. To, I, I, I can't wait to see this sequel, but it's going to be really, really difficult for them because they have got to nail that camaraderie that yeah, these kids the, had. The The seven kids definitely will be will be tough. It was nice, though, because we had a, a summer of just really terrible movies. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to watch one that was pretty good and one that I was not expecting. Um, so I gave the movie a nine. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was a... It was scary as all hell. It was – I had been waiting for this, and I didn't have high expectations for it. I really thought that they were going to screw up this story, and I was pleasantly surprised by pretty much all of it. Um, do you have anything more to add, Jesse? I think that's I all think right. that's it. I got eight or a nine, I mean, yeah. which is as good as I can give for a clown movie because I hate – I still hate clowns. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that's it for Same Afternoon Yap. tonight. If you have any questions, queries, quiz, questions, episode ideas, email us at afternoonyap at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at afternoon underscore yap. Tony Baloney, what, How's do you your wa- macaroni? what do you want to chat about next week, bud? Oh, I don't know. What are you thinking? I don't know. Something something, something awesome. The, Let's something do something in the really video awesome. games field. Yeah. All right. And, How and about Ready Player One? How far are you That's not that a book? video game. That is a book. <laughs> About well, let's play a games. few more rounds of old Mario Tennis. Uh-huh. We'll see how well you do, uh-huh. and then we'll pick it up from there. Fair enough. Hey, I'll see you guys next week. See Tony, ya. see you, buddy.